0: In part three of this series, we discuss how God leads us through dreams, visions, prophecies, and angelic visitations. We need to be open to these and learn how to correctly test and receive what God would be saying to us through these means of divine guidance. So let's stand up to our feet, please. We're going to make our declaration together, and then we'll spend some time in God's Word. So if you brought your Bible, hold it high up in the air. Let's say this out loud, bold, and strong. This is God's Word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word, I believe his word, and I live by his word. Christ is my master, and to him I am an absolute surrender. I advance boldly to take new grounds to extend God's kingdom. I have kingdom power and authority vested in me. The powers of darkness cannot hold me back or pin me down. The forces of the enemy cannot restrain me or contain me. The greater one is in me. God's power through me is more than what the devil can handle. In Jesus name. Amen. We've been uh, talking about receiving God's guidance. Uh, We started this two Sundays ago. Uh, This is our Third Sunday in this series. Uh, next Sunday is our youth camp, so a lot of the young people will be away. Uh, so we'll take a break in the series. Uh, it'll be a different. It'll be just a single message next Sunday, and then we'll pick this up again the following Sunday uh, in June and continue. So our associate pastors will be continuing the series on receiving God's guidance and just uh, bring that to a completion. Uh, we've uh, uh, just to you know this this whole aspect of. God guiding us in everyday life is so important. We all, all of us have so many decisions to make in life and we need, we want to hear from God. We want to make sure that the decisions that we are making are pleasing to God, that they are aligned to God's will and plan and purpose for our lives. And so for all of us receiving God's guidance is very important. And we outlined 11 different ways by which God brings his guidance to us. And uh, we just, you know, are trying to explain each of these 11 ways. So we talked about the word, um, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, which we didn't cover last Sunday, but we did make mention of it. Uh, We talk about dreams and visions, prophecies, angels, godly counsel, the renewed mind, times and seasons, circumstances, and divine orchestration. So God brings his guidance to our lives through uh, all of these ways. And we must understand uh, how to receive that guidance, how to determine, understand God's guidance in our lives as he speaks to us through one or more of these ways. Now, uh, it does not mean that in every decision you've got to check all, all, all of these 11. You ask somebody, what are you doing? I'm waiting for the ninth one. You know? no, that's not the point. The point is, these are many, these are of many ways through which God can speak to us. Um, uh, we are looking for at least two or three confirmations. Two or three ways. Right? We said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. So if God is speaking to you two or three ways, uh, that confirms, then you go forward uh, in, what, uh, in the decision you're making. But we need to be open to uh, any of these 11 different ways that, through which God brings his guidance into our lives. We, covered, um, we also said that the word and the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, these are two primary ways. The word and the Holy Spirit, primary ways. Everything else are secondary ways. So the primary ways are crucial. God uh, must speak to you through those two ways. It's very important. The others, okay, secondary, you know, uh, the ways through which God will speak to us. I want to quickly review some of the things we said. We talked about how God speaks to us through the written scriptures. Uh, We talked about the instructions in God's word, the quickened word, the word preached, and the voice of our conscience. We talked about last Sunday about how God guides us by his Holy Spirit. We talked about the inner witness of the spirit, the voice of the spirit, and we, uh, we, we just made mention of uh, the gifts of the Spirit. In talking about the inner witness of the Holy Spirit last Sunday, we explained how the inner witness comes. Uh, and we are mentioned these eight different ways about the quickening of Scripture, the assurance within, the desire, the knowing, the prompting, the stirring, and the foreknowledge and the warning inside of us. So these are different ways that the inner witness of the Spirit is given to us. Are you all with me so far? Yep, Uh, we we did this last Sunday And we talked about the voice of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, the inner voice of of the Spirit Now if you missed these two messages, they're available online You could go and listen to them uh, and just become familiar uh, with this teaching So I want to pick up from there I want to just mention a little bit about the collective witness to the Holy Spirit's leading And then talk about, uh, today we'll talk about dreams and visions, prophecies and angels So we'll cover that this morning, right? But before we get into dreams and visions, I want to just talk about, a little bit about the collective witness of uh, to the Holy Spirit's leading. Uh, we find this especially in the Book of Acts, of, and how the church makes decisions. Uh, there is the collective witness of the Holy Spirit, and I'll just reference a few examples there. In Acts, the 13th chapter, in the church in Antioch, you find you know there were these leaders. Uh, Barnabas is one of them Saul is one of them Who later became Paul uh, And a couple of other leaders There are five of them They're leading the church in Antioch And uh, there was a time And they're all praying together Worshipping God And the Bible says The Holy Spirit said Separate me Barnabas and Saul For the work I've called them So the Holy Spirit saying Hey, I want two of your leaders I want you to send them out For the work I have a call for I have a work for them Outside this church And then it says they prayed, they fasted, they prayed, they blessed, and they sent them out. Now, what I want to point out is, it does not tell us how the Holy Spirit spoke. It simply says the Holy Spirit said. It could have come through prophecy, it could have come through a vision, it could have come through uh, an inner witness or inner voice. We don't know exactly how, but the Holy Spirit said. But the point is, all five were in agreement with this. That's what I want to highlight. The five leaders were in agreement Yes, the Holy Spirit is telling us We need to release Barnabas and Saul For them to go out Into the work that he has for them outside So they released them And then that's how the apostolic ministry of Barnabas Saul and Paul and Barnabas began It was a collective witness To what the Holy Spirit was speaking Another instance is in the 15th chapter of Acts The church was in a little bit of turmoil At that time Because a lot of Gentiles were believing in Jesus Christ And they didn't know how to handle it Uh, Should they compel the Gentiles who became believers in Jesus Christ to also follow the customs of Judaism? That was a big question. And so you find in Acts 15, they had the first council meeting. All the apostles, there were other elders, and Barnabas and Paul came over from Antioch. They all sat down together and they were discussing this. Now in the discussion, there is no mention that there was the Holy Spirit speaking. But at the end of that discussion, here's how James summarizes in Acts 15, and I mentioned verse 28, James stands up and says, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us that we do not put any burden on the Gentiles. So you look at that collective decision. They had a discussion, but when they arrived at the decision, they were saying it is good to the Holy Spirit and to us. So there's a collective witness to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And the church was moved in that direction. To welcome Gentiles without putting any other burden on them. Uh, not uh, compelling the Gentiles to follow the customs of Judaism. That's a very interesting thing. In Acts 16, another reference I put up there. In Acts 16, 6-10, again, you see how Paul's uh, apostolic team, uh, probably about uh, five or more people at that time. There was Paul, there was Luke, uh, Timothy and others were part of that team. As they were traveling, it says they wanted to go into one place. The Holy Spirit said no. Then they wanted to go to another place and the Holy Spirit said no. Then Paul had a vision, come over to Macedonia and help us. And then the whole team said, okay, we are going to go to Macedonia. Again, it doesn't tell us there how the Holy Spirit said, don't go. They could have had a dream. Somebody could have had a dream. There could have been a prophecy, uh, something. But the point is, the whole team was together on that decision. The Holy Spirit is telling us not to go there, not to go there, but to go there. So they they had a collective witness and they began to move. And that's how they went about planting churches. So I want to highlight that, that even us, uh, you know, whether it's us as a church, whether it's a small team that's going out there to minister, whatever, let's be open to this collective witness of the Holy Spirit, right? It's not enough that God speaks to one person. Like, so we have a pastoral meeting and a lot of ideas, things we put out there. You know, in our pastoral meeting, so we share, we talk, we discuss, and then if we are in agreement and we have, uh, you know, all of us are peaceful about it, we move in that direction. Otherwise, okay, we put it on hold, right? Because there is that collective witness that is important, that that the Holy Spirit is speaking and us as leaders are in agreement to what each of us are sensing that the Holy Spirit is telling us. We We do things like that. So that's important, especially when you're leading a group or a team to have the collective witness of the Holy Spirit. So now this morning, let's move forward to these other areas of dreams and visions, prophecies and angels. These are other ways that God will guide us. Now, unlike last Sunday, uh, this mo- this morning, I'm going to hold back on too many personal stories. Okay? <laughs> we don't have time for it. Uh, but I want to assure you that uh, over the years, uh, uh, that the things where I'm speaking to you are not just theory, right? That these are genuine ways. Uh, when I look back, back. You know, as far as 1989, was, I think was the first time somebody prophesied over my life. And it was very powerful. And over the years, I've been recording prophecies, recording dreams. And there have been many dreams, uh, even concerning church. I would have a dream for certain people. Then I would wake up in the morning. I say, okay, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to need to cover them in prayer. And I, may not, call, I, I normally don't call and tell them, I had a dream for you, this, this, this. That's not the point. The purpose of the dream is to cover that family or that, cover that household in prayer. Right? So I've had those dreams. There have been dreams I've had about the church. Things before it would happen. I would dream. I'd write it down. And then when it happens, I will say, wow, exactly what I saw in the dream. It's happening here. So I know how to handle this situation. So there have been so many examples. And, and one thing I encourage all of us to do is to journal your dreams. Write it down. Because sometimes a dream can be well ahead of time. Right, it's not, It may not happen next week. It may happen, it may be five years ahead of time. But you journal it down. Because then when it begins to unfold, you can go back and read it and not try to depend on your memory. And say, oh, what did God actually tell me there? You know. So always journal your dreams. Okay? So I'm not going to go into too many personal examples. But I want to, in a very, very concise way, talk about these things. Dreams, visions, prophecies, and so on. Maybe one or two uh, personal stories will come along the way. In Acts chapter 2. Verses 17 and 18, um, uh, Peter says, you know, we are in those last days where God is pouring out His Spirit on everyone. And what, what highlights this outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Your young men will see visions, your old men will dream, dreams, and people will prophesy. So dreams, visions, and prophecy. They are a hallmark of this move of the Holy Spirit, and it's available for all of us. Now, you don't have permission to dream right now, so (laughs) you need to be awake, listen. Uh, But it's a hallmark of this move of the Holy Spirit, the move of God's Spirit in the last days, will give people, God's people, dreams, visions, prophecy. So we need to be open to these areas. So let's talk about each of these in a very concise manner. So dreams, now of course dreams can have different sources, right? Uh, Sometimes dreams happen because you had too much biryani. It's just too much, man, you had some nightmares, some bad dreams. Those dreams you just discard, don't worry about, just reject. Sometimes, of course, dreams could be demonic interception, disturbances in our night time and those things you've got to get up you reject it you don't believe it don't don't let it affect you don't let it cause fear in your heart but there are dreams that are actually god speaking to you and those are the dreams you need to pay attention to right just a few scriptures psalm 16 verse 7 the psalmist says i will bless the lord who has given me counsel my heart also instructs me in the night seasons that means in the night my heart god is speaking to me through my inner person and he's giving me instruction in the night god is instructing job put it like this the book of job has this job thirty-three, fourteen 14 eighteen. for god may speak in one way or in another yet man does not perceive it in a dream in a vision of the night when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbling slumbering on their beds then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. In order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps he keeps back his soul from the pit. And his life from perishing by the soul. So, so God speaks in the dream to instruct us. And to keep us from getting into wrong things. He correct us. right? And notice he says dream visions of the night. So what are dreams? There are things you see. At night, you're asleep, but you're seeing. You may see a picture, you may see a motion film, you see things happening, all of that. That is God speaking in a dream. He says, God speaks to us in dreams. So we must be open to this whole area of God speaking to us, giving us a direction, speaking to us through dreams. Now, uh, you know in the Bible, you find many different Reasons why God uses dreams to speak to us. And I will just list it like this. Number one, He speaks to us through dreams sometimes to meet us and encounter us. So Jacob had an encounter with God, God met him in the dream. Hello, Jacob. I'm with you. Sometimes God encounters us. He just gives us dreams. We wake up and just know that God is real. He is spoken and the presence of God overwhelms us. So he encounters us in dreams. Uh, He exactly encourages us. Uh, In in Acts 16, Paul uh, was at Corinth and Acts 18, sorry. And uh, he was persecuted. There's a lot of trouble. And then Jesus appears to him that night in a dream and says, Paul, don't be afraid. I am with you. So he's encouraging Paul through a dream. So dreams encourage us. God encourages us through dreams. He instructs and teaches us on what we should do, choices we need to make. For example, think of Joseph, you know, Mary and Joseph. When Joseph received news that Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit, it was a very embarrassing situation. And maybe Joseph was inclined to put her away. But God speaks to him in a dream and says, Joseph, take Mary. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. He instructs him, teaches them, guides them in, in what to do. So God will direct and guide us in dreams. Again, going back to Mary and Joseph's illustration example there, uh, an angel of the God, angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream said Joseph, take Mary and Jesus, go away to Egypt for a time, so protect the baby. And then after some time he said, now you can go back into Judea, go back in a dream. Right. So God was guiding them, directing them through. Dreams and he would do that for us today as well Uh, We see number five God reveals future events Uh, He reveals secret things to us Uh, He corrects, realigns us He also alerts and warns us So sometimes a dream comes It doesn't mean God is saying that will happen But he's alerting you so that you can prevent it From happening through prayer Are you with me? So pay attention to these dreams When you wake up and you feel the presence of God. It's not a nightmare. You know it's not your activity. You know, some of us are very busy. And so sometimes you keep thinking about that at night. So you know it's not that. It's no, you know it's not a nightmare. You know it's not a demonic interception. But you're waking up. You feel the presence of God. And then pay attention to that dream. God is speaking to you through that dream. It could be he's doing one of these things for you. Right? I'd encourage all of us to journal our dreams. That means write it down. Uh, I've been doing that for many years, so I can go back, I can look at the dreams I've had over time, and what God has spoken uh, over the years through those dreams. I want to encourage you to do that as well. Um, uh, of course, uh, some dreams are simple, uh, you can understand the meaning of those dreams, but some dreams are figurative, that means you, uh, uh, they are symbolic in nature. So you need to understand the meaning of those dreams. So that's why you pray and say, God, what are you telling me? Uh, And you interpret the the symbolism that you find in those dreams. Uh, If you can't do it yourself, then you get somebody to help you uh, who knows how to interpret dreams. And you try to get the meaning. But dreams are important. We need to be open to that. Let's talk about visions. Like we saw, visions also are something the Holy Spirit is doing in our time. Visions, the only difference between dreams and visions are the state in which you are. In a dream you're asleep in a vision you're awake but you're seeing something God is showing that's the only difference so in a dream you're asleep and you're seeing something in a vision you're awake but you're seeing something right so God intercepts your imagination he puts things it could be a single picture Or it could be a sequence of things happening. He intercepts what you are seeing with visuals that he is giving you. That is a vision. Are you understand? So some of us have actually been having visions and you're like, hmm, where did that come from? Maybe, I don't know. And you just go on. And you don't pay attention to it. But actually that visual that intercepted your normal imagination, that came onto the canvas of your mind, was God giving you a vision, a visual, trying to convey something to you. You've got to pay attention to that. So we see visions happening. and just for us to understand, we see different kinds of visions, and I'll just explain that for us, uh, God uses these visions to guide us, direct us. Number one, there is what we call as a spiritual vision. This is the most common. This is what all of us as believers have happening for us. That means just like how in a dream you're seeing something happen. In a vision, you're awake and God suddenly puts a picture across your mind. Or a sequence of events. Or you're praying about something and something flashes in your mind, through your mind. You're seeing these things, right? That is a spiritual vision, meaning you're awake. And it's not happening in, you, in front of you, but it's happening on your, uh, you can see it projected on your imagination. It's coming out of your spirit and you're seeing it on your imagination. Your imagination is like the screen on which God is projecting these visuals. Are you with me? And this is a spiritual vision. You're awake, you're seeing it. But God is communicating something to you through that vision. Just a spiritual vision. Then there is what we call, what the Bible calls a trance. In a trance, the difference is that you're physically, you're not conscious of physical circumstances, things around you. So uh, you suddenly disconnect from your surroundings and you're seeing a vision. You're so caught up in that vision, you're disconnected from your immediate things. And it's a temporary thing, but that's a trance. You're seeing a vision and you're disconnected from your um, uh, being conscious of your immediate surroundings. For example, Peter had a trance. He saw a vision when in a trance. He saw this uh, big sheet coming down from heaven and all these creatures on it and God saying, arise and eat. Right? So that was a trance and then he saw a vision in the trance. There's the, an open vision which means now you are seeing clearly in the spiritual realm. Your eyes are open to see into the spiritual realm. So it is not a picture coming on the, on the canvas of your imagination but now you're actually seeing into the realm of the Spirit. So that's what the Bible we call as an open vision. We see examples of that in scripture. For example, on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, Peter, James, and John, they saw Jesus transfigured and Moses and Elijah. So they actually saw in the spiritual realm, right? They saw what was happening in the spirit. That's an open vision. Your eyes are open to see. Uh, Other things we see in scriptures, number four, you can travel in visions. That means as God is giving you this vision, whether it's a spiritual vision or whether it's an open vision, you are moving into certain places. So somebody can go to people's homes, see what's in their own, right? And, and you say, okay, this is in your house, this is in your house. So you're traveling in a vision, okay? You're here physically, but the vision is letting you... Go into places that you're not actually there at that moment. And last number five, you can actually be transported in spirit. Which means your spirit is moving out within the natural realm or in the spiritual realm. And you're traveling in places and God is showing things to you. Okay, so the five different kinds of visions. What I want to tell us is that spiritual vision is the most common which all of us, I believe, experience in our lives. We are not paying attention to it. So I want to encourage you from today. Begin to pay attention to your dreams and your visions. You with me so far? Okay, it's not getting too heavy, right? Because these are things for you and me. God wants to guide us through these things, right? So we might as well pay attention to it. Because we need guidance. And he speaks to us through dreams and through visions. Now let's talk about prophecy. Prophecy uh, is something uh, most of us would be familiar with. It is basically... Or people speaking uh, inspired utterance that means Holy Spirit has given them a message and they are speaking it to you right that's prophecy God speaking to man through man right simple now uh, there are at the very basic level prophecy first Corinthians 14 verse 3 says it brings edification exhortation comfort to people right you speak an inspired word you can edify somebody it can build somebody it can encourage somebody right but prophecy can also be used to bring correction and direction and Revelation. We'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get further along in this, we need to stress this year that we must test all prophecies. So let's read this out together. First Thessalonians 5 20 and 21. Let's read it together. Do not despise prophecies, test all things, hold fast what is good. So don't reject prophecies, be open to it, but test. Everything. So you must test. Somebody gives you prophecy; it's good, but you got to test it, right? And hold on to what is good, which implies reject what is bad. I mean, there could be some bad things, right? Somebody says, "You know, why should I test it if it's the Holy Spirit speaking?" Because the Holy Spirit is perfect, the gift is perfect, but the vessel He's using is imperfect. So there's nothing wrong with the Holy Spirit. Nothing wrong with the gift. But the person is coming through, is imperfect, So it, there is a possibility of contamination, meaning they will mix up their own words with God's words, with God's message, right? So God gives the mutton, they put all the muscle around it, you <laughs> know, just joking. The God gives one message, they'll add two or three pieces to it and send it. So you've got to def- decide, okay, this is from God, this is not from God's, so, yeah. so test everything, hold on to what is good, Discard whatever is not from God. So you need to test the source of the inspiration. Is this person truly speaking from God? Or are they just speaking on the top of the head? Or is it sometimes even from a demonic source? Right? Got to test the inspiration. Then you also test the validity of the message. What have they conveyed? Uh, first of all, is it in line with the Word of God? Does it glorify Jesus? Right? Uh, is the Holy Spirit bearing witness in my spirit to that message? Uh, is this uh, prophecy something that God has been already speaking to me over time? So go to test the validity of what is said Don't just uh, let prophecy dictate your life, right? Very important Don't live based only on prophecy Don't go prophecy shopping Yeah, you go to one person, you have any prophecy? No, okay you have anyone? No. <laughs> Please don't go prophecy shopping. Let, let it come to you. Right? Let God knows where you are. He knows when you need to hear from him through the prophecy. So let it come to you. But don't go around shopping here and there. No. See, primary way, by his word, by his Holy Spirit. In a witness. Be led like that. Now, prophecy is a secondary way. Right? If it comes, it's good. But there are other ways also that God can guide you. So don't just focus on that. Don't go around shopping for it and getting, trying to forcing people to prophesy to you, right? Uh, but understand this: the prophetic word can bring confirmation, uh, it can bring direction, and it can bring revelation. So God can confirm something that is in your hearts. I remember in my own life, uh, like I shared last Sunday. From the age of 15, I knew God had called me uh, to serve him in in Bangalore and serve him in India. Now in 1990, I went to the US. I was studying there at the time. Uh, And uh, 1993, I was in Tulsa attending a a, a week-long conference, a Christian conference. And uh, there was this person uh, who came to speak at the meeting. And uh, we had just met over tea, during the tea break. So he just knew my name. He knew I was studying and what I was doing. So he just knew. That's all he knew about me. But uh, as he was talking and the pro, uh, finished uh, during the end of his message, then he came up to me. He said, okay, I, you know, I just want to de- demonstrate the prophetic. And then he began to speak to me and reveal things in my life which he would have no idea about. Nothing. Right? And it came as a confirmation. It was, it was not news to me, but it came as a confirmation of things God was already speaking into my life over the years. So one of the things he said was, he said, uh, you're now in this country, but a time will come. God will take you back to your own nation and he will use you among your own people. Right Now that was not new to me. I already knew that for, for a long time. Right? But that came, the stranger came, he spoke. And then he spoke many other details of what God would do uh, in my life, in the in the, in the in the years to come, and most of them have already been have been fulfilled over the years. But so that was prophetic word coming as a confirmation of what God was already speaking in my life. Okay? next prophecy can be used for direction. That means God can direct you in a certain way through a prophetic word. Uh, That you're beginning to move in a certain way. And somebody comes and says, hey, that's the way to go. It encourages you and you begin to move in that direction. The prophetic word can come as uh, to just guide you, direct you in the path God wants you to go. It can come as a revelation. So sometimes uh, they speak and say something well ahead of time. So I remember this was uh, 94. Four, I think, but some, somebody came and he said, at that time in 94, he said, you're going to be running uh, schools for prophetic ministry. And at that time, I had I'd never done that. So for me, like I said, no, not you know this guy's off. He missed it. You know, that was my reaction. <laughs> he missed it. Nah, I didn't take patience. to But then here we are now, we are running weekend schools, uh, you know, training people uh, to get on in the prophetic, and we've been doing this you know from two thousand eight or something so uh you know but what what he said was way ahead of time that even i couldn't agree with it at the time when he said it right because it was i wasn't it wasn't even in my thought process at that time right, and here we see so many years later we're actually doing that so prophecy can come as a revelation but God reveals to you in advance but you hold on to it and God will journey uh, take you on the journey into it but don't go run off you know just jumping into it uh, outside of its time right especially if it's something that's revelatory meaning god revealing to you something ahead of time which uh, which which you, you haven't been ready for it yet at that time right Just God will prepare you for it and take you into it so uh, uh, just some aspects of the prophetic. This, there's a lot more we can talk about it, uh, but just for us to understand, God does speak. But I want to make this statement that do not order your life by prophecy. Okay? Don't say, as you're packing your bags, you're saying, I'm going off to New Zealand. Why? Somebody prophesied I'm going to go to New Zealand. It's good somebody prophesied that you have to go to New Zealand, but has God spoken to you in the inner witness? Right? Eh? Or is there a piece about it? Has God spoken to you personally? Don't base your life only on a single prophetic word or somebody prophesying to you. Don't do that. Right? Establish the primary witness, the word of God and the inner witness of the holy. That must be first. Okay, if somebody gives you a prophecy, good. But have there been other confirmations? Check that. Especially in major situations like this. Okay, you got to check the prophecy, the prophetic word. Right. So don't run off on single prophecy. Now, last minute, let me spend a few minutes on angels. Again, this may be something very new to some of us. Dreams and visions was a little stretch. Prophecy a little bit more. Now, like, this is far off. <laughs> angels. But I want us to understand, we see angels in the Bible, Old Testament, and yes. it's there. And we are in the church age. And angels were active during the church age. In the time of the church. So don't, don't, we have to be open to the ministry of angels. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. Talking about angels. It says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? So talk about angels. The angels have been sent. To serve, minister to those who are uh, heirs of salvation. To those who are saved. So angels have been dispatched to serve you. To serve you. They are active. They are at work serving you. Angels do many things. They protect us from harm and danger. Many of us can recount stories. Man, I should have been dead. But something protected me. Must have been your angel. Or a couple of angels doing their job, protecting our lives. So angels have been dispatched to protect us. But we also see in scripture that angels are used by God to send messages to us. And as you saw in the case of Joseph, they spoke to him in the night. That means they came to him in a dream. They intercepted his thinking with a message from God. So what I want to become aware is that just as we said, the Holy Spirit can speak to us. Angels also speak to us and they intercept our thinking or our visualization, they intercept our imagination with messages from God. You don't have to see an angel to be ministered to by an angel. Are you understand? You don't have to see an angel to receive a message from an angel. The angel of God comes and delivers that message to you. And you feel like, where did that message come from? Oh, it's an angel of God speaking to you, telling you to do something. In the the book of Acts, we see angels uh, very active. For instance, an angel uh, uh, directed Philip to go down to Gaza. An angel of the Lord said, Philip, go down to Gaza. And as Philip goes there, he finds his Ethiopian in a chariot. And the Holy Spirit says, go join the chariot, share the gospel with him. So the angel said, go down there. Just an instruction, one single instruction, go there. And he moved, right? Uh, an, angel got, an angel appeared to Cornelius and said, you know, Cornelius sent for Peter from Joppa. And uh, he's going to tell you, the, he's going to bring the gospel to you. Uh, an angel appeared to Paul while he was on the ship to Rome. And the ship was about, uh, was going to be shipwrecked. But an angel appeared to Paul and said, Paul, I want to tell you that uh, although the ship is going to be wrecked, Every person's life will be saved and you will appear before Caesar. So the angel of God brought that message to him. So angels of God are at work in our lives. They speak to us. Uh, they minister to us. And they can speak uh, and uh, we can hear them with the ears of our spirit. So when a message comes to you and, uh, and uh, you're not, you, know, you, you know that you were not thinking it. It could be the Holy Spirit speaking, or an angel of God actually speaking into your spirit the message God sent to you. And usually, you will feel the presence, a heavenly presence, not a demonic presence, a heavenly presence. I know there are angels around me here. If God opens our eyes to see them, that's wonderful. But let's be open to them. just some warning here before we close. Uh, Remember, we do not worship angels. We do not worship angels. We're not worshiping them. We are not seeking for angelic visitation. Don't sit down and say, God, I'm going to fast and pray until Gabriel comes. (laughs) Please don't do that. Okay. We don't, we're not seeking. Uh, for angelic visitations. Uh, Also, we must discern angelic visitations because even Satan, the Bible says, can appear as an angel of light. So discern that. But... We can ask God for the assistance of angels. There's nothing wrong in asking God. Say, God, let your angels watch over us. Let your angels watch over them as you're praying for people and, and release them and speak the word of God concerning angels. Say, God, your word says you will give angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. God, your word says that the angel of the Lord encamps around me and delivers me, delivers me. So you speak that and that invites angelic activity into your life. So be open. Let ask God, invite that to work in your life, in your situations, uh, when you're praying for people, you know, sometimes you want to, you know, uh, uh, if there are people who are oppressing you, send angels to them. Right? The people who are troubling you, say, God, let your angels take care of them. Right? There's nothing wrong with praying like that. Because they're there to minister for you. Uh, you're an heir of salvation. So ask God for that. Right. So this morning, uh, we looked at Three areas, dreams and visions, prophecies, and angels. So be open. I know this might be a little stretch for some of us. It's like, hmm, this is like, hey, listen, it's all from the Bible. Okay? It's in the word of God. And we have to open our lives. We have to grow up, right? To say, God, it's in the Bible. I want to experience these things. Right? I want to encourage you. Uh, when God speaks you through a dream or through a vision uh, Write it down Journal it Even if you don't understand it, write it down The understanding will come later God speaks you the prophecy, same thing Write down those prophetic words that are significant in your life Write it down uh, Don't forget those things Because uh, sometimes they could be well ahead of their time And even if you don't understand it now Maybe five years later You will understand what was given to you So journal those prophetic words things. Now remember, and I I just just to illustrate this in in, in a very simple way, um, uh, how God just gives us a vision. I remember in in, in 2014, um, till 2014, some of you know and some of you may not, but till 2014, I was running the software business and pastoring the church. We're doing both together. Um, But in, in May of 2014, I had a heart attack and almost died and uh, sorry, in March. Amy's correcting me. <laughs> in March, uh, March 31st, 2014. So five years ago. And then I was in, in the hospital there, gone through that procedure and everything. I was lying in the uh, uh, CCU, and I was praying. I said, God, why did this happen? What are you saying? You know, what, what, what should I do next? And in that, in that place, lying on that bed with all these, you know, all the instruments around, or making their noises, and so will other people there in that CCU. I was just asking God, God, what are you saying? And in a flash, I saw this thing go in front of me. I was just this little so this is what we will call as a spiritual vision, right? just in going uh, uh, in front of me, there's actually another person having all these things uh, same machines all tied up to little things beeping, but I was seeing and I could see it on my imagination on, on my the, the canvas of my imagination. I saw a man trying to straddle on two horses at the same time can you imagine that now So that's what i saw a man trying to ride on two horses at the same so i got my answer god was saying this is what you're trying to do right so i knew what i had to do get on one horse Stay on one thing, right? But that was a that was a, a, just a simple thing, and I was asking God for guidance. I said, God, what is happening? Why am I here? How, why? What should I do next? But this this little vision was God's way of saying something to me, right? Just a simple thing, but it, for, to me, it was sufficient. I knew what to do next. Right? So. That's just an example where a spiritual vision, a picture or an image that comes through your mind as you're praying, you're seeking God for guidance, seeking God for direction. He gives you something, and you know what to do. It's guiding you. It's directing you. Right. So pay attention. To those spiritual visions that come through uh, uh, you. Out of your spirit. They come onto your imagination. Pay attention to that. When you're praying about situations. You're praying, God, what do I do? Uh, How should I solve this? And I can give you so many examples uh, of solving problems. uh, The spiritual vision. God is in, in a vision. He reveals the answer. This is what you need to do. But you have to pay attention to it. That is God speaking to you. He's guiding you by his Holy Spirit. So this is for all of us, dreams, visions, prophecies, angels, it's for all of us. Let's be open to that as we seek God's guidance in our lives. Amen. Let's rise to our feet, please, we will get ready to close. just pray, and now it gets hot in here. I just want to take a few minutes to pray over us and just ask the Lord to open this. Realm to all of us. Some of us may have already have had wonderful experiences. You may have had wonderful dreams and visions and uh, prophecies and all of that. That's that's great. But for some of us, this may be something new. I want to just pray that God will open this up for us. And you be open. You say, okay, God, I'm going to pay attention to my dreams and the visions. Because you could be speaking things to me. And I want to receive. I want to receive. Father, we thank you for your word. And thank you for the ways in which you speak to us, God. I just pray over every person here. God, you love each of us equally. We are all your sons and daughters. And your Holy Spirit is at work in each of our lives so holy spirit i ask you'll open this realm for all of us the realm of dreams and visions of prophecies and angelic visitations open this realm for all of us oh god Oh God, we pray you'll make our spirit sensitive. And when you speak, we will know that you are speaking. What you're saying. How you're guiding us through dreams, through visions, through prophecies. Through angels, angel messengers. Open this up for us, Father. We ask that there will be more and more people having dreams from you visions from you we pray that even as a church community we will be able to share our dreams our visions that you will guide us Lord as a church as a body of believers people will come with a dream for the church, will come with a vision for the church, with a prophecy for the church, we will know that God has spoken God let this increase amongst us let this increase because you are the God who speaks to us Use any and every one of us. We thank you, Lord. And we bless you. And we honor you, Jesus. Thank you. Before we close this morning, I want to Just give an invitation to anyone here who has never received Jesus Christ into your life. The Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gives the power to become the children of God. So if you receive Jesus into your life, let him be your Lord, your Savior. He forgives you your sins and he makes you a child of God there's anyone here this morning, you've never done that in your life. We want to give you an opportunity to do this. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. I invite you to pray this with me if you'd like to, if you've never done this before. Just say this with me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my life. Forgive my sins and make me a child of God and help me follow you and you alone the rest of my life I pray this in Jesus name Amen Anyone here, you pray this prayer with me for the very first time I just want you to raise your hand please so we can acknowledge and recognize you acknowledge your presence Anyone? You pray this prayer with me for the very first time just raise your hand right where you are so we could know that you did this this morning anybody pray this prayer with me first time okay i don't see any hand but if you did or is there a hand okay there's somebody here god bless you thank you god bless you god bless you anybody else you pray this prayer with me This morning, very first time, we want to make sure you get this bag. So we have this bag right here. It's our New Believers Bag. And uh, there are resources in there that will help you grow in your faith in Jesus Christ. So if you pray this prayer, on your way out, there'll be our greeters with this bag. Just tell them, I pray this prayer. They'll give it to you. There's a card that says, a decision card. Please write your name and number. And somebody from the church will call you and help you how to use this these resources in this bag. We're going to pray and close, and right after this, we go into our um, VIP banquet. So, those of you who have been, uh, you know, who have been here with us for last recent months, please stay back. We'd like to spend some time with you uh, and just uh, share some things about the church. So, let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you for your goodness in our lives. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Open up your life to dreams and visions that come from God. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.